What is going on, family members? Welcome back to another episode. You already know what's good here. Um, today I got a great show, a great, great show. Um, it's gonna be fun. That's all I can say right now is it's gonna be fun. Um, I got my guy Barge James Barcia back with me. Uh, he was on, I think, either last week or the week before. In the week before, um, I'm, I'm going toe to toe with him. Like I said before, he's one of the biggest brains I've ever met. Um, so we're gonna go toe to toe on whether or not Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer, let alone a first ballot Hall of Famer. Because, uh, um, yeah, once once I bring him in, I'm gonna let him uh, do his his little thing. But um, y'all already know who I am. For those of you that don't, I go by the name of Cruz, and you are on the one, the only Cruz Island. My guy, what's going on, brother? How you doing, Cruz? How you doing? Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't know about you, but uh, in the words of the great Baker Mayfield, I woke up feeling dangerous this morning. Let me ask you, do you have like a an umbrella or a poncho or raincoat near you or something? No, I don't need one. Oh, man, it's unfortunate because there's a storm coming to Cruise Island tonight. I'm going to tell you that right now. You're right. Brother. There is. <laughs> But I, I I got shelter because this is my island. I got shelter no matter where I go. <laughs> Let's get to it, brother. But, um, so. I'm happy to have you on today. Welcome back. I think you're my first time, uh, two-time guest on here. So there is uh, a, a feat honor. in and of itself. Um. So yeah, go ahead. Um. So so we'll get right into it. A little little um disclaimers. You are in fact a New York Giants fan. So you are a little biased or a lot of bias, if, if you want to say. I will say I feel you are a little biased, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be a, a typical de debate style. I'm sure you came with your notes. I've got my notes. This is not my first time talking about this topic. So I, I've had this stuff for this was either like my third or fourth episode that I've ever done when I started uh, podcasting. Uh, shout out, Stephen. Uh, thank you for showing up. Patrick Graham. Always good to have you in here. Um, I hope this show is good for you guys. I know for, for James and myself, it's going to be a blast. So I'm going to let you start it off. Now, in the group chat, we, we always talk about random stuff. Um, I'm usually the one to, to give the hot takes. And I, I am in the camp of Eli Manning is not a Hall of Fame, has not had a Hall of Fame career. You, on the other hand, not only believe he had a Hall of Fame career, you think he is first ballot worthy. Go ahead, go ahead and explain yourself why you believe Eli Manning is first ballot Hall of Famer. All right. Well, first, to explain what a Hall of Famer is, a Hall of Famer is someone you cannot talk about NFL history without mentioning. Also, okay. yes, statistics are a big part of it, but culture, as you like to say, because in said group chat, someone thought Ryan Fitzpatrick should be a Hall of Famer. I'm not that was me. I, I'll say it. I'll say it. I said it as a contributor. Due to his con contributions uh it must be this new generation or something man because that sounds like participation trophy to me but either way let me digress back to elijah manning over here so the two-time super bowl champion super bowl mvp two times okay. there's not many quarterbacks who's done that he's actually only one of five quarterbacks who have done that so okay you tell me your first thing you're gonna go to is he was carried with that defense. If he was so carried, I'm just curious on the second Super Bowl. That was the 27th ranked defense 
at the time. Yes, they got hot at the end. Hot defenses win Super Bowls. I've said this many a time. As you can see with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got hot at the perfect time. So once again, we had a bottom 10 pass defense, points allowed, and just overall defense in total. And this so-called man who was carried by his defense carried a eighth total offense in 2011. With Hakeem Nix, Victor Cruz, who broke out that season due to Eli Manning, because if people don't remember, Eli Manning had a big part in developing Victor Cruz. He invited him to the offseason where they practiced in Weehawk in high school. I'm only 10 minutes from there. I should have got a look at that, but irregardless. Eli Manning here had the most passing yards in a single season in that 2011 uh, Super Bowl with 1,219. That's one NFL record broken right there. Let's go check out the other Super Bowl. In 2007, he took a five-seed wild card, which happens very often with the NFC least, as you know right now with the seven and nine division champs. He took a five-seed wild card and won against a four-seed Tampa Bay, one-seed Cowboys, and a two-seed Green Bay Packers who had Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre. So that's two quarterbacks in one postseason he has beat. In 2007, when he won that, it was the ninth wildcard team in NFL history to reach a Super Bowl, the fifth wildcard team to win a Super Bowl, and the first NFC team to win a Super Bowl, NFC wildcard team to win a Super Bowl. So that's at least right there three historic records I also just mentioned. Not statistic-wise, but kind of wins categories-wise. He doesn't hold many of those. (laughs) Really, he doesn't hold many of those. We're talking about the Ironman, third all-time consecutive starts. He is eighth in all-time. You already know. I don't even have to. I'm not even going to run through it. You could run through it for me. Go ahead. Run through. Go ahead. No, I'm going to let you. Eighth in NFL passing yards leader. Eighth in passes completed seventh in passes attempted and you know why it's because he is the iron man what's the best ability availability he is 51st in passer ranking rating which you're gonna throw that out there and say that's not even top 50 you can't count that when you're counting current active players who meet the minimum requirements because you're only counting three years compared to a 16 year career let's see in 16 years if any of them make it 16 years how where they rank compared to him in career passer rating. And yes, I already know what you're going to say. This man is 12th in interceptions because he threw 244. Well, guess who's in 13th? Drew Brees with 243. Let's look up top. Who's ninth? Peyton Manning with 251. Who's next after that? Dan Marino at 252. The number one is everyone's favorite gunslinger. For some reason, he gets to get away with this, but he's number one in interceptions with 336. And even that, you could look at a pastime all-time great in Fran Tarkenton, another great giant, who is fifth in interceptions with 266. This man is top 15 in fourth-quarter comebacks. Whenever people want to compare him to Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers has no clutch gene whatsoever. All right. What do you got for me, Cruz? So I'm just going to talk on just the fourth quarter comebacks. You know who has more fourth quarter comebacks than him? Tony Romo. So, yeah, Peyton Manning has more interceptions, but you know what Peyton Manning also has more than? A completion percentage, a better QBR. So when you look at somebody who's played for 16 years in the league, 
you get a very, very good show of who that person is at a quarter as a quarterback. How many Hall of Fame wide receivers does Peyton Manning have? One? Two. Two? I think Reggie Wayne's gonna make the hall. That's just me. So because the two he had was was um Marvin Harrison, obviously. Who are who are his his other ones? Uh Reg, I think Reggie Wayne's gonna make it. I'm counting Reggie Wayne as oh so we're counting Reggie Wayne already going into the hall. So that's his okay. So as of right now, he's had Ooh. one. Okay, as of right now, he's had one. Right. I was thinking Dallas, you could say Dallas Clark will end up being in the hall eventually at some point as a tight end. But let's go to that 2011 um Super Bowl where your boy Peyton or your boy, I'm sorry, Eli Manning scored one touchdown in that game. The rest of the points came from a field from his field goal kicker, and his defense held the Patriots. So don't act like Eli Manning went on this hot streak and scoring every single drive. He's throwing touchdowns up and down the field. He scored one touchdown. Now, given 2011 was statistically his best season as a quarterback. I think that was the only time he was top five in pass yards. Again, he played for, I think, 16 years. But let's go back to 2007. When they won in Tampa in the wild card round, 20 of 27, 185 two passing yards or two passing touchdowns. I'm sorry. He got outplayed by Jeff Garcia. His rushing attack, hundred yards and a touchdown. Now again, he played good, played well in that game. I'll give him that. His defense also got two picks and a forced fumble recovery. Let's go to the division round against Dallas. New York was outrushed, outpassed, outgained overall. And of course, Romo does what Romo does in the fourth quarter. I don't care what you want to say about it. Romo choked. He had ample opportunities to lead that team. There was still 13 minutes. The last point scored in that game was with a little over 13 minutes left in the game. Mm. Romo had drive after drive after drive to get his team down the field and score and win the game. He could not. He took multiple, he took multiple sacks when he should have thrown the ball away because Romo does what Romo does. He chokes in the fourth quarter. And the game ended on the Giants pick. Now let's go to the championship game. He was 21 of 40, 251 yards, no touchdowns. His rushing attack, 39 carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns. His defense also had two picks. Now let's go to the Super Bowl in 2007. 19 of 34, 255, two, uh, two touchdowns and a pick. His rushing attack had 91 yards, which is pretty decent. This man was saved by the luckiest catch we have ever seen and will ever see in the NFL. 99 times out of 100, David Tyree does not make that catch. You put the same exact circumstances, everything the same exact, 100 times, that is the only time he's going to catch that. Now, given he made the catch, Eli Manning still made the throw to Plaxico. Good for him. Now, let's look at 2007 overall. Because, again, Giants fans... Like to, they want to put this man in Canton for eight good games, for eight decent games. Two, 2007 as a whole. Because let, let me ask you this before, before I go any further. When you're judging somebody's career or when you're deciding if somebody should be in the Hall of Fame, it's based, it's based on the entire career, right? Can we agree on that? We could agree on that. Okay. 
I just so entire but career. If we're gonna sit here, and we're gonna, I will admit, yes, Eli Manning's had mediocre to below average years throughout his career. But if you're gonna sit here and tell me there are multiple times throughout his 16 year career that he actually had great seasons, above average seasons, there are seasons once. where he was a top five quarterback. Yes, once. Yes, once. And I'm actually glad that you brought up that slow game he had in Super Bowl in 2011 where. He didn't win the game-winning drive because the defense had it. Well, coincidentally, he had six regular game-winning drives in 2011 right there. He had two in the postseason. One was the NFC champion. The other was, yes, said Super Bowl. Oh, and you that mean the one where the, where the Niners punt returner muffed it? And they got so it on like the 27-yard so line. I'm just curious how the sports work. Are we going to allow magical moments to happen and take what the defense or the other team gives you? Or are we supposed to just – I don't know, to hope for the best and go, is it a play? Is this WWE? This isn't scripted, man. It's not, are we going to hold things that happen for him? Like, are we going to hold against LeBron that Draymond Green got suspended game five and that's how he came back 3-1? You know, no. it is pretty convenient that Eli Manning did retire at uh, 117 and 117, but if you look at 2011, before the Giants really got blown up because they won a Super Bowl, just like any other Super Bowl team, just like the Denver Broncos, who five years later, they're still trying to figure it out. One, Jerry Reese, worst GM of all time after that. Not a single one of his picks were good picks. Outbit maybe Eli Apple, who's still in the league. Other than that, you look at every draft, there has been no support. Before 2011, his record was 72-57. and 57. He had a full season of wins. So if you're going to tell me that offensive line and all the non-offensive weapons we've given him does not affect that, because, yes, like I said, he is the third all-time Ironman. Longevity, unfortunately, hurt his stats there. Longevity does not hurt his stats. Because when you play that long, there's a reason you go off of averages. When you've played that long, your averages, it shows you what kind of quarterback you are and what kind of player what kind of player you are now? Yes, I understand. We can't hold, you know, stuff that he had no, no control over. We can't hold it against him, but we're not going to sit here and pretend that sports are just one or two moments. You got to look at the entirety. You got to look at the entirety of the game. You can't just look at the final score. You can't just look at the box scores. You got to look at the entirety of the game. When Alex Smith was probably close to, if not in his prime, that year, a muff punt saved him because I don't think that defense was was going to stop San Francisco. A muff punt saved him. But let's go back to 2007, where they were three and five at home, where Eli Manning was 28th that season in pass percentage, 16th in pass yards per game, 24th in QBR. That's your rating. He was by rating on an even scale that all the quarterbacks are rated the same. He was the 24th best quarterback. I apologize. What year you said that was? 2007. Uh, tied for the most in interceptions at 20 with John Kitna, who, you know, is no, by no means a Hall of Famer, and Carson Palmer. So John Kitna should be a Hall of Famer due to being a contributor, in my opinion. I don't know. It's a possibility. Well, then he should also be a, a Hall of Famer because of longevity, because you just play a bunch of years. That That's... I mean, if that's where we're going with it, if longevity, because really that's only the argument you guys have at this point is you see mediocre stats, you see mediocre, mediocre records, 
you see eight good games and oh, he played for 16 years. If longevity is all we have to do, then all we got to do is, is play 15 plus years. Every kicker should be in the hall. Every punter should be in the hall. <laughs> oh my God. My <laughs> no. Um, but let's let's also look. You can't ignore the fact that in 2007, Eli Manning, that Giants team, had the fourth best fourth best rush rush game in uh, that year. Brandon Jacobs alone was an eighth in yards per carry at five yards per carry, and then Derek Waters right behind him, tied for ninth at 4.8 yards per carry. They had the seventh best defense as far as yards per game and first in sacks. That season, they got off to a slow start. You know, th- that season was by no means Eli Manning's best season. And so to, to, to say that that they won the games off of his play is, is completely delusional. But I'll g- give you, he won a Super Bowl. I get it. 2011, I've admitted, was one of his, probably his best statistical season of his career. So we, we've we've gone over two two years. He played 16 of them. Let me ask you this. How many great quarterbacks, how many of the greats have gotten benched because of something other than injury? None. We're really talk. Joe Montana lost his job to Steve Young because of an injury. Went on to Kansas City to do good things. Alex Smith lost his job twice because of injury. Still in the league playing. Drew Bledsoe lost his job because of an injury. Eli Manning lost his job twice because of mediocre play. One to Geno Smith. If you lose your job to Geno Smith, you're, you're pretty garbage. And then you lose your job to basically the person who, if they did a biopic about you, you would cast to play him. That's all Daniel Jones is. Daniel Jones is literally the guy that you would cast to act as Eli Manning in an Eli Manning biopic. We're really going to use the McAdoo thing against him? Really? Really? Because if anyone remembers, the Giants took with third round and everyone said this guy was going to be the guy. They were building him up for years. Davis Webb, he was supposed to be the guy. But McAdoo decided to fumble that whole thing. And if you're going to sit here and tell me that that was another thing out of his hands, because in no means was Geno Smith better than Eli Manning that year. McAdoo but, fumbled that and started Geno Smith. He, The Maris the went through a whole thing just to apologize to the fans about what a ridiculous move that was. Where's McAdoo right now? The man can't even get an offensive coordinating job after that decision. But if you're really a Hall of Fame quarterback, there was never any question of benching Tom Brady for Jimmy Garoppolo, even though Bill Belichick wanted to trade Tom Brady and rock so, with Jimmy Garoppolo. We're talking At the about end of the Hall day, of Fame quarterbacking. Okay. Um, hmm. Hall of Fame quarterback that got benched. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, that's right. Kurt Warner. He got benched for who? Eli Manning. Oh, yeah, that's right. Another Hall of Fame quarterback that got benched. And also, you did mention 2007, how the rushing attack carried them. Well, how come you didn't mention 2011 when Brandon Jacobs and Amal Bradshaw ranked dead last in the NFL? with a combined 89 rushing yards as a team. I, I've been saying that Eli Manning's best statistical season was in 2011. I'm not holding 2011 against I mean, him. 
2015, my man uh, led the NFC East with 35 touchdowns. Could have led the league, but uh, Mr. Tom Brady threw 36. I'm, I'm not holding 2011 against him. Uh, I that was 2000. Have. I said 2015. That's another statistical year due to his mediocre career. Okay. I'm, I'm popping up some other years here that he's actually had some great years. You talking about when, when he had one of his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven losing seasons in 2015? When he 20, went six and 10? How about when he went six and 10? Hey, man, like I said, am I going to hold against him the ultimate team sport where he doesn't have a team around him? The Jets already destroyed a quarterback that they took at two. Whoever one claimed had as much talent as John Elway. We've already seen what could happen. We're talking about the ultimate team sport. If Eli Manning, who everyone knows is not the most mobile quarterback, didn't have a line around him or a running back with him or any offensive weapons until Odell Beckham finally came into the picture. And you love saying that he didn't use Odell Beckham, but statistically, it's Odell's best years. So by a long shot. So so is aren't you the one who just said he had Victor Cruz? Didn't he have Mario Manningham? Okay, what happened to Mario Manningham the year after? He went to San Francisco and his career ended right there. What happened to Victor Cruz? He suffered Victor Cruz was good for two years. Like I said, I mentioned Victor Cruz and I said flash in the pan. But but so so Eli Manning's best weapon, Eli Manning never had a Hall of Fame talent at all. Jeremy Shockey, you could argue, and that's his only one. And guess what? That guy didn't even play in the Super Bowl. I'm just trying to figure out how we went from he had Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz was that dude. He made Victor Cruz to, well, he didn't have any weapons. Because you just said it for me. He made Victor Cruz. But Victor Cruz was was balling. He was balling. So he went from he had a baller to he didn't have any weapons. I mean, we've had this argument with Steven in our group chat. Wes Welker and Julian Edelman are nobodies if it's not for Tom Brady. Yes, that's the difference between a Hall of Fame, a first ballot Hall of Famer and Eli Manning. Hakeem Nix was Eli Manning, one of Eli Manning's best wide receivers. That man was a nobody after two years. You can't name me one good receiver he had besides Plaxico Burris and Odell Beckham. Name me a top-tier talent he had as a receiving option. You just said it, Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz is nowhere in the tier of these guys. Victor Cruz is a slot receiver. Tell me a big body, wide receiver, bona fide number one he had. So so did Eli Manning have a baller or did he not have a baller? Eli Manning had no offensive weapons compared to okay. hell of these Hall of Fame quarterbacks on here. Okay, so he didn't so he didn't have a baller. <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to I'm I'm trying to keep up. I don't understand where's the issue when I'm saying Eli Manning makes wide receivers into ballers. I don't get how you could use that against me. Because he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, here he is with two rings and two Super Bowl MVPs. I'm just saying, Eli Manning scored more than 20 touchdowns. Troy Aikman's number once had 20 touchdowns, and he had a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He also had the third best running back. Well, probably not third best. He had one of the best running backs of all time. 
All right, that is true, but to never reach 20-plus touchdowns, and you can't tell me that was how it was back in the day when Terry Bradshaw's done it plenty of times, and he played about 10 years earlier than him. Again, Troy Aikman had the leading rusher, the guy with the most rushing yards ever, which means he got the ball a lot, and which means he probably, I don't know the how many touchdowns where he ranks in touchdowns in all time, but he scored a lot. But are you looking it up? Because I <laughs> no, 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 you can look it up because I, I know he's up there in touchdown scores. He played a long time, and but even then, Emmett Smith had the best offensive line ever assembled. So, you're saying um, Troy Aikman also had the best offensive line ever assembled? Yeah, he did, and that benefited the that benefited the running back more than it did Troy Aikman. He's number one in touchdowns. Oh, that heads okay. up there you go. There you go. He got That's understandable, away. but still, if you're a Hall of Fame quarterback, how are you getting in the Hall of Fame if you've never hit 20-plus touchdowns? Is that not the definition because, of average? Because that sounds like that sounds like a man who got carried into the Hall of Fame, if you ask me. Because if I'm not mistaken, Troy Aikman, here's, here's the difference between Eli Manning and everybody else. Everybody else has played more consistently. You look at somebody like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers only has one ring, one Super Bowl appearance. But he has played more consistently over his time as a starting NFL quarterback than Eli Manning did. Even before the whole James McAdoo or Ben McAdoo, whatever his name is, even before all that, he he's played mediocre ball. You look at the only the three other times he made it into the postseason, he's gotten blown out. Straight embarrassed. It 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 was I'm almost embarrassed to bring it up. Because in 2006, went up against the Carolina Panthers, lost 23 to nothing. He went 10 of 18, 113 yards, no touchdowns, three picks. Had a QBR of 35. I'm no math magician, but I'm pretty sure that's bad. To have a QBR of 35, it's pretty bad. In 2008, faced the Eagles, lost 23 to 23 to 11, 15 to 29, 169, no touchdowns, two touch, uh, two interceptions, 40.7 QBR. Again, no math magician. That's pretty bad. And you look at 2015, <clears throat> lost to Green Bay, 38-13, 23 uh, 44, 299, one touchdown, one interception. Played decent. Still couldn't get it done. Still got blown out. Outside of that, he's never been in the playoffs. He's had mediocre years. Now, I, I as I asked earlier, when you look at somebody's whether somebody should be in the Hall of Fame. Do we or do we not look at their career in its entirety? We do. We both agreed on that. So we're going to ignore his seven losing seasons in 2004, 2013, 14, 15, 17, 18, and 19. And that's not even including the two eight and eight years he had in 2006 and 2009. We're not going to go off of he, he's ranked 22nd in passing yards per game. Worse than Jerry Goff, Matt Stafford, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz. We're just looking at eight games. We're just looking at, <clears throat> I'm sorry, eight games where he played well. And and I'm with Steven. I, I know he's going to get in. I'm not debating whether he will get in or not. I don't think he should be in. He's going to get in for two reasons, for three reasons. The two rings. And become and because his last name is Manning, 
because I guarantee I am willing to put my paycheck on it that if he was not a New York giant or if his last name was anything other than Eli Manning, you would look at his entire career. The press would look at his entire career. Y'all would look at his entire career and see, oh, this dude is the physical embodiment of average. He had eight good games. He's had a couple good seasons. He's had one really good season where he was a top five quarterback. But overall, dude is average. And this whole, oh, he's eighth in passing. Yes, because he played 16 years. Of course, you're going to get a lot of yards, especially he he came. He was coming in when when the rules were changing to make Betty better for offense. And stop, Mo, stop, Mo. Brady, the the whole NFC East is because if you want to go, oh, he stopped. He stopped Brady from getting more rings. So did Nick Foles. You guys want to put Nick Foles in, in the in the Hall of Fame, too? If we're being oh, honest, I don't think Wentz would have done it. I don't, I don't know if Wentz would have done it. I don't Foles. think so. But again, if if you guys are going to sit and say, oh, well, he beat Brady, he, so did Nick Foles. And Nick Foles is nowhere near the Hall of Fame. Dude got a statue because of one good game. Y'all want to put Eli in because of eight good games and one really good season. But you want to ignore the rest of his career that was literally the physical embodiment of average. Listen, man, every you're like if we're talking about consistency, then what about Jim Kelly's consistency where he only had three seasons that he threw under 17 interceptions? You want to keep bringing up his worst moments in his career? You could look through every Hall of Fame quarterback, and they've had moments where they were probably just as bad as Eli Manning, if not worse. And yes, you're right. The fact that he beat Brady is what I personally think it bolts him into that first ballot category. He is getting into the Hall of Fame regardless due to what he did. You can't hold the fact that this man's healthy against him. You can't. I'm sorry. Yes, he got into the top. There's people who have played as long as he have, and they will never see the position that he is in certain categories, such as passing yards and touchdowns. The people passing him are people who were his draft mates, such as Ben Roethlisberger and Phillip Rivers. Everyone wants to say my man is not an all-pro and he doesn't have one in his career. Okay, but look who he played with in his career. Only one quarterback could get it. He's played with Aaron Rodgers. He's played with Drew Brees. He's played with some of the best quarterbacks of all time. And, yes, everyone wants to mention, like, the biggest thing against Eli is really his turnovers, his interceptions, everyone wants to say. One of the seasons where he had his highest interceptions, if you're a Giants fan, you know, I believe it was 2015, at least 14 of those interceptions, and the league has it, where he has 23 drops or so. He led the league in drops. A quarterback can only do so much. But how are we going to hold against him the team built around him? Everyone in the league knows the Giants have been in shambles due to poor drafting. So is is it the team's fault he didn't he didn't show up against the Panthers in the playoffs or the Eagles or the Packers in any of those playoff games? How about Peyton Manning? How many playoff games he didn't show up to? The Broncos had to carry him on a crutch to the Super Bowl. Peyton his, Manning his would have one, one less. 
Peyton Manning would have one less Super Bowl than Eli Manning if it wasn't for that Broncos defense. But Peyton, th- this is exactly what I said earlier. Peyton Manning played more consistently throughout his career. Dude was in the playoffs every single year. Dude was making AFC championship games consistently. There was no debate whether Peyton Manning was going to was going to deliver or not. That last year, yes. That last year, that was all the defense. That was all defense. Nobody's debating that. But you look at all the years before that. Peyton was that dude. Peyton was the one that was making the team go. Like you said, Peyton Manning only had one Hall of Fame receiver. I said two. So, eventually, we think it'll be two. Eventually, we think it'll be two. Okay, cool. So he's had two Hall of Fame receivers. He has still played more consistently, <clears throat> has a better completion completion percentage throughout his career, has a better QBR throughout his career. So he's more accurate. He's smarter. He's played more consistently throughout his years. Dude was always favorite to win the Super Bowl, or, or at the very least, the AFC. Eli was not that guy. We never went into a season saying, oh, this is the Giants here. They're going to run the table. They're going to go undefeated. No, Peyton, that was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was the quarterback of the team. They were saying, hey, can this guy go undefeated? Can this be the team that finally? It was never Eli. Peyton played so much more consistently, was always making deep playoff runs. Okay. He also played in an easier division. Because in Eli's NFC East division, you know it as a Washington fan, we are constantly beating each other up. There has never been a time where one team really separated themselves above at least the two other teams. Because there's usually one team who's just got awful. But if if Eli's really that dude, it, it wouldn't matter because it never mattered for Peyton. No matter who one came team. in through the, the Jags and the Texans and the Titans, Peyton was still running that division no matter what. I understand that, but listen to the three teams you just named. The Texans, the Jags, and the Titans. The Titans the just got there two years ago. The Jaguars the Jag- might get good. They're probably going to ruin another number one pick. The Jaguars were pretty good in the early 2000s. They did make an AFC title game. They did have Fred Taylor. Byron Leffridge wasn't too bad. They were decent back then. Decent. Once but, again, Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning was still that dude. You never I'm questioned still not- him. But I'm not here to argue about who's better, Eli Manning or Peyton Manning. Obviously, Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but, is the better one. But in a sense, we are. Because, again, <clears throat> Hall of Famer, based on entire career, the entirety of your career, to be a Hall of Famer means you are the best of the best. It means you are one of the best of the best. When you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, that means you are the best of the best of the best. The top 1%, the top 0.1% of the best players in to, to ever play the game. Because it's not easy to get in first ballot. Chris Carter did not get in first ballot. I don't think <clears throat> Randy Moss got in first ballot. Kurt Warner, did Kurt Warner get in first ballot? I don't, I don't think, think so. he did. I don't think so. So, so to get in first ballot is not something to to scoff at to be the first ballot hall of famer means you are the top one percent of the one percent and eli manning is not that dude he is not the best of the best of the best 
He is the best of the average. He is the the best of the mediocre that you can say. I I understand when people say he will get in because I agree he will get in. I don't think he should, but he will. So so I don't really argue too much with people to say, oh, he's going to get in. But to say he's first ballot Hall of Famer, I I, I don't. Only three people I've I've ever met in my life have said yes. Eli Manning is a first ballot Hall of Famer. All three are Giants fans, and which is why I go back to I promise you guys, if he wasn't on the Giants, you guys would nick nick pick his career because you know who has better stats than him? Tony Romo. Is Tony Romo a Hall of Famer? Tony Romo also had a lot of more offensive weapons and offensive linemen, and he just he had a better team around him as well. But, but everyone, if you were Tony Romo, was not a Hall of Famer. Fine. Okay. But if you know, as a Washington fan, you know damn well if Dallas had a choice between Tony Romo and Eli Manning, they were taking Eli Manning. They stuck with. They could have moved on from Tony Romo at any point. I understand that, but tell me, if you were Dallas, would you rather have Eli Manning or would you have rather had Tony Romo? I don't know. I'm not Jerry Jones. The way he treats his quarterbacks. I'm, I'm not asking I'm Jerry not. Jones. I'm asking Roberto Cruz. No, I wouldn't have rather had Eli Manning. Okay. Because Tony Romo was a lot more consistent. He he played consistently well. Throughout he the consistently season. choked. You said it earlier. You're right. You're absolutely right. Which is why I, I was just about to get to During the regular season, he played consistently well. Once it came time through week 16, week 17, when playoff spots were on the lines or in the playoffs, he choked. That's just what he does. But weeks weeks one through 15, that dude cannot be stopped. He could not be stopped. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the league, more consistently than Eli was. It was just week 16, week 17, and, and in the playoffs. And in the fourth quarter, but 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 of any has, regular season but, game. But he has more, but he has fourth quarter comebacks, though. When your defense is more than bad, Eli, the defenses he had, you're gonna yeah, be coming back all the time. But you just got done saying ten minutes ago that Eli Manning has has ex, however many fourth quarter comebacks. So he does. So he's a Hall of Famer. And he does have. Four, he does have. And then you come back saying Eli Manning's defense was great. So that just shows the comebacks that Eli had to make. If you're gonna keep so arguing, Romo me, has more. Okay. I already said it. Tony Romo's defense was god awful. You know Tony Romo's defense is god awful. No, they weren't always god awful. Ah, they were up there. They had a couple of years fine. Tony Romo's team was always had to make comebacks because Tony Romo choked. He he was not good under pressure for the most part. <clears throat> I I that's why I don't hold I don't the argument of fourth quarter comebacks for me does not – it doesn't carry weight for me because to have so many fourth quarter comebacks means that you need to be losing in the fourth quarter. That's like, when, that's like when people say, oh, well, uh, Jordan doesn't have well, – one of the arguments between Jordan and, and LeBron is Jordan never had a, a game seven win because he never needed a game seven. He got it done at the very least in six. So I don't, I, I don't, but I, I would definitely take Tony Romo over, over Eli Manning any day of the week, twice on Sundays, because he was consistently a better quarterback. 
So let, let let's <clears throat> let's dive into his his career stats because again, when you play sixteen years, it, you get to see who you are as a quarterback. His passer rating, eighty four point one. He signed with Joe Flacco, who has played roughly the same amount of years, give or take. I know he's played definitely less years, but not not by much. He's tied with with Joe Flacco, who is by no means a Hall of Fame quarterback, even though he stopped Tom Brady a couple times. Because you know who stopped Tom Brady, I believe, three years in a row? Mark Sanchez did. He stopped them as well. Two years, I think. I two think years he, in a row, but he did. I think he played the Patriots all three years. It was just two of those were in the AFC Championship game, I think. Don't quote me on that, but I think he did end up playing them all three years. <clears throat> he has worse QBR than Sam Bradford, Andy Dalton, Matt Schaub, uh, Stevens boy Tanny, Ryan Tannehill, and Tony Romo. Y- you're right, Stephen. He has a Super Bowl, though. That's all he has. And, and, and a big paycheck. <laughs> so I, I don't see – so – 84.1, it, it's, it's decent, but you look at the people who are around him, it he's his you look at the names around him and who he's tied with and who's who he's worse worse than. He's worse than Andy Dalton again. Trubisky, he's worse than Trubisky, and I get it. Trubisky has only played three years, but he's gotten benched how many times? He's gotten benched more times than years he's played, you know, in this league. Uh, pass completion percentage. What I would have to say against this, what I would have to say against this pass rating argument is, you said it yourself earlier, the league is changing to make offense go more boom. You're mentioning a lot of younger people who played after these worlds were made. Mark Bulger, Sam Bradford, Tony Romo, Matt Schaub. Those aren't old. Those aren't new players. I heard Mitch. Those are older players. <laughs> Sticking with Mitch and Andy. Okay, yeah. Mitchell Trubisky, Andy Dalton, sure. Andy Dalton, he's he's not that old. Or he he's he's not he that old. He came young. after Eli, is my point. I mean, I, I don't remember the year he was drafted, but I think it was 2010 that he was drafted. So not not long after after Eli. But again, Mark Bolger, Sam Bradford, Matt Schaub, and Tony Romo. All around the same time. Pass completion percentage. How accurate was he? He completed 60.3% of his passes. You know who that's worse than? Your boy Fitzmagic. You know who else is worse than? Jeff Garcia. Jay Cutler. Chad Pennington. Again, Matt Schaub. And Tony Romo. Just to name a few. There's others that he's worse than. That are nowhere near Marcus Mariota. He's worse than Marcus. So... Again, you can say, oh, the league's changing. All these, a lot of older players on that list that are above him, that are more accurate than him. And again, he was benched twice because of poor play, because he was not getting the job done. Whether you want to say that, that, that they messed, they, they gaffed on it or they did whatever, you can say that. But at the end of the day, if you're bowling out, there's no question whether you should be benched or not. <clears throat> Nobody is ever saying, Maybe we should bench Brady. Maybe we should bench Rodgers. Maybe we should bench Mahomes. Nobody's saying that because they are proven they are great quarterbacks. No matter how bad this whole situation was messed up by uh, Ben McAdoo, he still was not playing well. That's why they even considered benching him to begin with. I mean... 
we're talking about him getting benched at the back end of his career. People right now are talking, let's look at his draft mate, Ben Roethlisberger. How many times already the past three years are they talking about they should get a new quarterback, trade for a quarterback? So, yes, I understand. You're right. He wasn't balling out per se, but he's also at the end of his career, which is when he would have needed the most help. And as I've said previous times before, you look at those teams that he had when he was benched, and those are two of the worst teams he's played for. Right. But nobody has come along that could potentially take Ben Roethlisberger's job. Geno Smith was not somebody who could potentially come in and take Eli's job, but he did. Daniel Jones was drafted to do that in two to three years. He did it. That's a lie. That's a lie. You don't take a quarterback with the number six overall pick to start in two to three years. Not in today's NFL draft. Not in today's NFL. Yeah, yeah, and Dave Gettleman also said we didn't sign Odell to trade him. And you got John Lynch saying Jimmy Garoppolo is our guy. Meanwhile, they're both at Mac Jones Pro Day. A lot of people say a lot of things to lot. Yeah, Yeah, Ben's still playing, but you got Pittsburgh Steelers fans begging for him. He took the pay cut to keep playing. You got Steelers fans begging for him to get out of here. Steelers fans rather have Sam Darnold, who by no means looked any better than Ben. The, the Giants fans were saying the same thing about Eli. Yes, towards the, not the first time, the second time. Yes, once we y'all realized were, y'all were heated when you take took Saquon second overall. Giants fans were heated. Yes, you guys but once again, that was due to the Maras. That I'm not even blaming David Gettleman for that. Everyone in New York knows the Maras said, "Let's give Eli one more run," and that was the wrong move. I do want to bring up one more stat, and and this isn't even for you, really. This is for Stu, if he's watching. Uh, he is 22nd in passing yards per game, which isn't bad. Not bad at all. Um, but he he is worse than Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz, Jerry Goff, and my boy Jameis Winston. Famous Jameis. But, I mean, so, so if, if Eli's throwing less yards than Jameis, then that means Eli's a bust then. Eli must be a bust. Man, you, you got anything else to to add? Because I, I, I went through, I went through all my all my stuff. I think I've I've proven my case. You know, man, you you left it all out there. I like to say to each their own. Yes, you're right, Eli. Like I've admitted, had some mediocre to below average years, but at the same time, he's had some great years. Besides the two years where he won two Super Bowls. He slayed the dragon not once, but twice in the biggest game in history. He's had several records that I mentioned before. And once again, my only question is why do we hold him on a microscope that when it comes to the turnovers, if you look at the Hall of Fame quarterbacks that are currently in the Hall of Fame, there is a lot of quarterbacks whose interceptions and turnovers totals make Eli's look pedestrian. We... So we focus on the turnovers and the interceptions because, again, all the other quarterbacks have have played longer, more consistent careers. Someone like Peyton Manning, yes, he's thrown more interceptions because, again, he played more seasons, but he played more consistently. Same thing with Brett Favre. Brett Favre, they were making playoff runs almost every single year, even up until you know his last years in Green Bay. You know, and Minnesota, they made a deep playoff run. 
They played long careers. They rack up interceptions, but they've played consistently well. Same with Drew Brees. He's played consistently well. He's won an NFL MVP. He's been an all-pro. Never has Eli Manning ever been looked at as that dude, the best quarterback in the league. And I, and I understand he has great competition. He's had great, tremendous, ridiculous competition that not many people could stack up to. But those guys, <clears throat> the Drew Brees, the Tom Brady, the Peyton Manning, those Aaron Rodgers, those are going to be first ballot Hall of Famers. Again, the best of the best of the best, the 1% of the 1%. Those are deserved. Those guys are deserving to be first ballot Hall of Famers. Not somebody's that when you look deep into his career, you realize how average 117 and 117 really is. That's why I personally look at the interceptions and and say he's thrown a lot of picks because that's been a majority of his career. It's just average ball play. Listen, I understand that, but how about John Elway? If you look at his career, yes, it was it's probably almost just as consistently average until he finally broke through towards the end of his career and had the two Super Bowl back to back wins and he retired on a good foot. So if you really want to pick, I, I'm just curious. We could do another episode on this if you want. When we go through every Hall of Fame quarterback, we could pick at them the same way we're sitting here and picking at Elijah Manning. And I guarantee you that you will see a lot of Hall of Fame careers who you could try and make look average. And yes, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and say Eli Manning is the top five greatest quarterback of all time. But it is my belief that when Eli Manning is eligible in four years, I believe it is now, for the Hall of Fame, he's going to make the first ballot. Simple as that. And if you honestly, I, you could say this isn't fair of me to say, but if you look at who his draft mate, his classmates will be for that Hall of Fame, chances are it's even more likely. And yes, it's probably on the coattails of his Super Bowl MVPs and Super Bowl wins. But once again, like I said, you can't name a Hall of Fame. Hall of Famers, you can't talk about the NFL history without mentioning this person. And there is without a doubt, you cannot mention Eli Manning. You cannot talk about even Tom Brady without mentioning Eli Manning. And you're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time. So Eli is a considerably huge chunk in NFL history. I I wouldn't say huge chunk. I, I... I mean, when everyone's going to 20 years from now look up Thomas Edward Brady Wikipedia and they see, hmm, he had three Super Bowl losses. Who's that? One's going to be Nick Foles, like you said, yes. And the other is going to be twice, not once, but twice Eli Manning. Yes, there's a lot of quarterbacks who have beaten uh, Tom Brady before, but that's only happened, I believe it was seven other times in the postseason. And Eli Manning is two of those seven. No, because when people look up Tom Brady, they're going to see the eight, nine, ten Super Bowl rings. They're not going to worry about oh, he lo- who did he lose his three? Dude has nearly double digit Super Bowl wins. What's the number one saying in sports? I don't remember the wins. I remember the losses. No, I, I would say number one loss, number one phrase in sports is nobody cares about who came in second place. Well, guess what? That Tom Brady came in second place twice, and you're going to wonder why. No, you're not. Because you're going to see the, the nearly 10 Super Bowl rings. This is true, but you're you're going to tell me it's never curious. If, 
Michael Jordan lost once, you're going to tell me you're not going to look at that and say, hmm, who the hell beat him in the finals? I, we've, he's never lost, so I don't know. <laughs> you don't go back and say, oh, who did who did Jordan lose to in his first year in the playoffs? Go back and look at that. You look at, oh, the dude has six the bad boys, actually, and there's a 30 there for 30 in that, so yeah. you do look at that. All right, bro. This was fun. I like I I knew I wasn't gonna change your mind. We both knew you weren't gonna change my <laughs> mind. I just this was my first this this is <laughs> Jeff. Yes, as often saying, Eli is our savior 18 to 1. Yes, you guys are lucky. Um, because of uh, is the defense. The defense held because that was a historic offense that the Giants went up against, and the defense was able to stop uh Tom Brady and Randy Moss. So I, I still do believe that that Super Bowl base heavily is because of that defense. Arguably one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. It, it was a really good Super Bowl. It was a, the best Super Bowl run of all time. I, I will admit that. And that's what saves him. <clears throat> that's what saves Eli Manning's career. And that's what even begins, allows him in the conversation of, of Hall of Fame quarterbacks is, is because of that. Um, but again, um, I, I thank you for coming on. As always, it was so much fun. Um, let's pay the pay some bills for the network real quick, um, because as everybody knows, this show is brought to you by and all the entire off the ball network is sponsored by Manscaped uh, support for this show and all other off the ball network shows brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below the waist groom? That is one thing me and James can agree on. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer offer for all of our listeners and viewers, 20% off and free shipping with the code OTBN stands for off the ball network. Get 20% off and free shipping with OTBN at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping manscaped.com. Use code OTBN. Again, that stands for off the ball network. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job. I promise you, your balls will thank you. James, thank you so much, my guy, for coming on. This was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, we are definitely going to get into that. Um, I, we can go through and nitpick a couple couple Hall of Famer careers um, because I, I am honestly interested in how how average some Hall of Fame quarterbacks are and have been over their careers, because I believe that is it's extremely easy to get into the Hall of Fame now. Um, it's not what it how it used to be, um, but yeah, it's something that I definitely am interested in. We'll talk offline. Obviously, we'll talk in the group chat. Um, but again, this was fun. Uh, go ahead and let the people know anything, uh, any cool projects you have coming up in the future. Well, one, hopefully it's that Hall of Fame project. That's something I'd really be down to do. You know me. I got my season pass to Cruise Island. but Absolutely. Make sure you guys follow me right here on Twitter at Bars Talks and follow my man Jerk Coney on Twitter at JerkK40. Now, this is breaking news for the first time announced. I almost uh, announced it last week on Morning Brew with Stu, but... Thanks to the uh, the powers above, me and Jerk, we've been teasing this project for almost a couple months now. We're excited to present to you guys. It's our project. It's going to be on Mondays at 8 o'clock. It's called Bunts and Bruises, where you got me, the baseball head, and Jerk, our hockey guru. It's something I'm really excited about, man. We've been working. We're grinding. Just please tune in, guys, because it's it's going to be a fun time, man. 
that, that's definitely i'm definitely excited for that um as you know personally i'm a huge I, i'm a padres fan and a lot of people and people hear that i'm a padres fan um and that's why i don't really use the term bandwagon a lot when teams are bad for such a long time and then they get good and then their fans come out of nowhere because uh, i definitely understand it we haven't had much to be proud of and to be excited for in the past 25 years so the fact that we um we're so high in power rankings and we got, I didn't see the exact odds, but Padres have pretty good odds to, to win it all this year with the team that they're building. Um, so I'm definitely excited. Um, I definitely hoping we see some, some good baseball content. I know with you definitely is going to be, I know Jerry's going to come with the hockey content. It's going to be dope. Um, again, <clears throat> James, thank you so much for coming on. Definitely excited for a bunch of bruises. Um, everybody go check out off the ball network, all the contributors, contributors, if I can talk right today, I recently posted an article on why the Washington football team has had has had the best quietest offseason of, of the of the offseason of all the teams. Because we know the teams like the Pagers, they went and made big splashes, spent a lot of money. Your Giants made some big signings. Washington signings, not that, not that sexy, not that big. But they're going to be effective, I think, and and you can go check that out in the article. Um, I do have an article coming out probably later on this week. Um, that's very personal to me. Why the R word, the former Washington football name, needs to officially die in all aspects of of conversation. Why Washington fans need to lead that. So that's definitely coming out. James, thank you again so much for coming on. So much fun. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. And let us know in the comments down below if you if you think Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, or if he shouldn't get in at all. Um, thank you guys so much for coming. Once again, this is Cruise Island.